Welcome to another episode of Behind the Dreamers with the Starter Girls. I'm Jennifer Loading. And I'm Brianna Drellis, and we are talking to the achievers, the creators, magic makers, and the dreamers. These are our friends, these are your friends, and they are living the extraordinary. Today's episode is brought to you by Walt Mills, photographer of Glad Models Agency. If you are here in the Dallas or surrounding area and looking for some photography work, check out Walt Mills. You can learn more about him and his work at photosbywalt.com. All right, my friends, we have got both Brianna and we have a guest on here, Raylene Proto on the scene. So we are super excited to welcome her to the show. And so Raylene, I'm going to tell our listeners a little bit about you before we jump into this. So Raylene is a driven entrepreneur, single mom, and the CEO of Detali Outdoors, a women's technical outdoor apparel company. As an avid bow hunter, outdoors woman, and former fashion law legal beagle, Raylene was tired of the poor selections and function of hunting and outdoor apparel for women. She founded Detali Outdoors with the idea of serving women's actual needs in the outdoors and providing them with the highly functional technical clothing that not only serves them in the outdoors, but fits their unique body types. The outdoors is for everybody and her team are proving just that. She mentors women, men, and youth in her community of hunters, competes throughout California in 3D archery and indoor tournaments. She enjoys clay shooting and spends time with her friends and family, hunting, fishing, horseback riding and hiking with their dogs and she loves to camp raylene i love <laughs> you are an amazing woman i love it welcome Thank to you. our you show sound good I, hey welcome to our show i'm like Thank listen you. what what guy does not love this i mean amazing you are got it all going on here you are a business woman a hunter <laughs> She's laughing. She's she's got to catch it back there. She's laughing. I'm like loving this. I'm telling you. So welcome to the show. And uh, Brianna, we're glad to have you on here on the camera. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. All right. So let's jump into this. Okay. So Raylene, tell us a little bit. How did you get into this? How did this come about for you? The outdoors in general, or like building it. Yeah, I would say it's just starting to tally. Obviously, the outdoors. You you must have been an outdoor girls growing up. But so I'm yeah. going to say that you have to have been. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very, yeah. I'm very fortunate enough to have a dad who's a, an avid uh, outdoor sportsman, and um, being the only child, uh, he was like, "My girl is not going to, you know, lack in these skill sets." So he, from the time I think I could probably walk, he had me in the field with him. Um, so Detali Outdoors was founded in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and the idea really came to me as I was upping my skill set in the outdoors uh, and preparing for big game hunting, which was something I hadn't had an opportunity to do that I wasn't given it a million and one times, to be honest with you. Um, but really stepping into a grocery store and watching the chaos in the mix of the pandemic, um, people fighting over soup cans and meat that was left over. and I was staring at the chaos going, I don't really need to be here because I know how to provide for myself and my family. Um, so then taking that extra step and asking, you know, my dad, could I, could I, you know, big game hunt with you this year, uh, which was probably made him cry. He was so excited. And so that led the journey of you need to find the right gear. You need, you need to get what you, you know, basically what you need. And I was just already frustrated with the upland game portion of women, you know, clothing in the outdoors, and then adding the things that we need extra for big game and cold weather and all these different elements that you're in during the fall and winter. I just was really kind of sick and tired of 
having to pull up my pants and having to shop in the men's department for years. I've been shopping in the men's department for outdoor apparel uh, and really saw a need and figured I couldn't be the only woman in the outdoors that was having this problem. So I had some conversations um, with some other colleagues and that were also out outdoor women and saw that we had a huge need. And that's really where things started taking off. Wow. So I'm listening to this and you started this business mm -hmm. like in the beginning of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to me how that evolved. Yeah. I'm like, I was, I was getting chills kind of listening to you talk about that, how you're in the grocery store. And, you know, I don't know that I, thankfully, I don't know that here we've had to, personally, I haven't been anywhere where I've seen people fighting over food. I've seen plenty of videos showing all of that stuff. And I know that there for a while, you know, the toilet paper thing yeah. was kind of a, a big, <laughs> a big deal. I think now it's the COVID test or, big or, the, big, or the big deal, right? Um, but wow, what an impressive, remarkable feat to start a, a business right in the midst of the pandemic and to find yeah. that need. I mean, find that need and start it. Wow. Incredible. Yeah, it really was yeah, I agree. out of the I, love mainly. Sorry. No, it's okay. Y'all both, we're on sorry. camera, so we I, have I don't this. Wanna, no, I. Go ahead, Brianna. Yeah, I just, it's. I love, thank you for sharing that story about you in the grocery store. But I also want to just say like, one of the things that's so remarkable is literally the thought that to your mind was, I don't really even need to be here because I can just go hunt my own food. Nope. And like <laughs> that in itself to me is just incredible. Doesn't it give you chills? Like I get chills yeah. thinking about that. She is not like, she's like, Hey, I can take care of myself. Yeah, I, it, it hit me at that moment, like when I went back to the car and I sat there and I was like, the reason why your dad taught you all of these things was to make you self-sustainable. You are self-sustainable. So why are you in here with the chaos? There's no reason to be in, you know, here in the mix of the chaos. Uh, so I, but I already had meat at home, my family, you know, once a year, we, we get like half a cow and we split that together um, and, and other things. So I'm like, if, if I know where that food comes from, and that's always been a big thing for me is knowing where my food comes from. I know where that food came from. I And I have the ability to get the rest of what I need to feed my family. So why am I not doing that? I have all the skill sets. I already do it from a bird perspective with upland game. And why am I not doing big animal? I, sh I should be doing big game. And that really was like the, it just solidified it there of all these years, you've been really worried about doing it for no reason, really. Just don't want to do it. And now it's like, well, I really think you need to and have to because this is kind of ridiculous. So that's really where everything wow. kind of jumped off and started. Well, I was just saying people, like, when I just jumped in and I already had the skill set. I've been, so I should probably back up a little bit and say I've been competitive shooting since I was nine with my bow. So my bow is like second nature. She's like my right hand. So it was really easy for me to be like, oh, I'm just going to. I'll get my tags and I got a bow. I know how to use it. And they're like, wait, we're going to go big game hunting for our first time archery. Like I had some people make comments about that where that's kind of the toughest way to start off. And, but to me, I was like, no, I, I know her. We've, we've been friends for a long time, my bow and I. So uh, to get out my first year of big game hunting and harvest a buck, not only a buck, a buck that made book, which means it booked record. And then getting the stats off of that, where not only was I 
the first woman a deer out of the area that I harvested with a bow and arrow. Thank you very much. Uh, the chances of getting a deer, any deer, out of that area, let alone a buck, was only 5%. So to be added to that and get a woman on the record in that area on the books was just, it was a great year. That's all I have to say. Wow. Impressive. Brianna, what were you going to ask? You know, I, I was just wanting to go back or circle back to being in the middle of a pandemic mm -hmm. and wanting to start mm -hmm. a uh, apparel company for w when female hunters, who did you call? Like, what, what did you, okay, did you think to yourself, all right, who, who can I get to, to go in on this with me or, or where do I even start? You know, how did that, how did that go in your head? So I should probably uh, specify that I have a bachelor's in fashion marketing and management. So the apparel industry in general has always been a huge passion of mine. And so has law. So I put the two together. So after I finished fashion school, I went to law school. Uh, so I had a good network of people that could talk me through kind of like some of the steps and mentor me, but actually physically getting started. I had a conversation with a woman in our community in Riverside of um, women entrepreneurs. She basically um, opened up the floor on her social media during the pandemic and said, if there's any woman out there that has a business idea, please let me know how myself and wit can be of service. So I sent her a DM and said, hey, I have this crazy idea. Can I talk to you about it? So I had a video call with her and told her about my crazy idea. And she said, I think the right person for you to meet. And that was Justin Radica, who is the CEO of One IE. And, and I had a conversation and I said, and him being an outdoorsman as well, he's also an advent hunter. And me telling him, you know, there's 1.2 million women, according to the 2016 study from um, uh, the, um, the Federal and Wildlife uh, Survey. And there's got to be more between now and, you know, and this point, just the new numbers haven't been released yet, but we are the fastest growing segment and we are not being served well. So he basically gave me some homework to prove that to him that it really was a need. And I went about doing that. So I read the books that he re that he required me to read to work with him. Uh, I asked him questions before starting customer discovery. Um, I reached out to my community of hunters, which are men, not a lot of women, and asked them, do you know any women I could talk to? And they basically set me down a rabbit hole of women who then sent me to more women who then were sending me to women all around the country to talk to, which was so amazing to see our community of women hunters kind of come together and everyone be excited and everyone say the same thing. We need this. We need this. We need you. We need this. And taking all that data to him and saying, here it is, it's viable. And having one IE then help me develop a team um, and then teach me to be a CEO. I, I still don't know what I'm doing, but I pretend every day um, to be a CEO, but to give me the skills that I need to guide my team and then the skill set that we need to find other members of our team. So now our goal this year is to grow that team um, and then how to properly build product with data, which is incredible because we just got our samples in and our wear testers are in our pants right now. And we've had nothing but positive feedback and we've had some critique, but the critique is to go into the V1 pants. So we're still developing that, which will be out this fall. 
So it it takes um, it takes a while to build just one product. It takes eight, and we did it under twelve. Wow, you're impressive, Raylene. I love it. Well, I have a great team, so it's not just Incredible. me. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, and it, you're right. It takes a team to make things work, and I'm glad that you're 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 figuring. I mean, I'm glad that you got placed in the right place, got connected with the right people to help you get yeah. going where you needed to go. So, sounds great. I love it. I had a question again, and I lost it. I said, I'm telling you, I get to listening to what you guys are talking about, and then I have this great question, and then I get lost in the moment of what you're talking about. Brianna, do you have another question you want to chime in on? Well, I just love how you said, you know, I pretending to be a CEO every day or what did you say something like that because that's the thing learning every day yeah and just the fact that yeah, you're able it's, it's to definitely not a little bit to of the perfectionism of it when I started I lost you. I got you both there at the same time. That was good. Y'all are, this, this camera thing is great. <laughs> Sometimes I got both of you. Um, Brianna, what did you say again? So we can get this. What was, what was you chimed in on? I think they have a delay again. I can hear you. I don't know if you can hear me. Yeah, I can frozen. hear you. Oh, you're frozen. Okay. 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 What was it? Yeah. So yeah. what I was saying what I was saying was the fact that you're not clinging really to the perfectionism of it. You're okay with, hey, I'm figuring this out every day. This is this is a baby business. Mm -hmm. It's it's like you mentioned, it's simple. It will be profitable or it may already be. Uh, either way, you're you're in that learning and growth mode and, and that's okay with you. And I think that that's a huge, as far as entrepreneurship, I think that's part of that being able to let go of that perfectionism so that we can just continue to step into uh what we're supposed to be doing absolutely it definitely was a learning curve on the stepping away from the perfectionism so i will i will say that so coming from the legal world everything you do has to be perfect and i have that very type a mindset um which i'm slowly letting go of but i really had to learn be okay with it just being okay, which is really hard for me to be like, good enough is just good enough. And that's okay. Where I'm like, no, no, it's gonna be like gleaming five stars. Please write it. Please write a star on my paper, like make it pretty and sparkly. And it took me a while to just be like, you know what? It's good enough. It's okay. We have to get it out. If we wait for it to be perfect, we're going to miss the mark. So yeah, it looks good. Send it out. And that has helped me and probably every day, even in mom life. Um, you can't be a perfect mom either. But um, I've learned a lot about myself during this journey. And it, it is all a learning process. But something that we do as a team and individually um, is if we start to hit like a struggle point, we'll be we'll literally tell each other, where were we a year ago? And then we'll reminisce and then be like, and now where are we? And then we'll say where we're at. And then we're like, and that's a lot. We've done a lot in a short period of time. And we have, we've done a lot. Yeah, that that actually kind of leads me into the next question. This is what I wanted to ask you. And this is one Brianna and I, I really like to ask, and I don't know if we quite get this in every time, but you know, given that you've been in the middle of the pandemic, you know, when this started and you've carried your business through this, what has kept you in the game? What's kept you pushing through all this? Oh, I have an eight-year-old that thinks I'm Wonder Woman, so that really helps. <laughs> I 
I love it. Right? And I think about that every day where I'll be like, why am I doing this? And I'm obviously doing it for my community of women that need it and tell me every day, like, we need you. Um, and then I think about my teammates and like, we're not only doing this for our community, obviously we love doing it. So we are doing it for ourselves and, and getting to serve our community with something that we love is, you know, it's, it's beyond, I can't even tell you how amazing it is, but, um, yeah, when I look at my son and he makes, makes comments of like, like mommy's making pants, mommy's making tops, mommy, you know, he, he's eight, he's very aware. I don't think people really realize how aware our, our children are. Um, but last semester they had to talk about their hero and he talked about how mommy was his hero. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so every day it's that kid, <laughs> every single day. I love that. And I, I think Brianna and I both can resonate with that because we both have children. Minor, my youngest is going to be 18 in May. So minor at the point where I'm almost going to be an empty nester. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. And Brianna's are a little younger, but something I learned in, you know, my background was in, um, network marketing. And so I was with a company that had those famous pink cars. And so we had great mentors in there, but one of the things we learned in there is they always say more is caught than taught. And you never really, you know, I, I never really realized all the valuable lessons that my kids picked up watching me go through the journey, you know, like the, like the hero's journey, you know, falling and getting back up. And till one day when I, I don't know, I, I'm not saved the whole story, but I caught like basically some feed that my daughter was texting to somebody or on the computer or something. And I saw her cheering this kid on, like saying, you got this, you know, mm -hmm. you can do this. I believe in you. And I realized what you just said when you say, you know, you don't realize how much they, they caught. That was stuff that they had learned watching me go through all this year of building people up and praising people. And and even with my kids, I always did that. I'm not going to say I never get mad at them because I do, but I've always believed in my children. I've always said, look, you can do anything you want to do if you put your mind to it. You've got the capability and the power to do it. You just got to work hard, you know? So I would agree yeah. with you. And I know Brianna probably could say the, say the same thing about it as well. Absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely something yeah, that um, we have taught me at like a very, a very young age. Um, I so I have dyslexia. So I was diagnosed with dyslexia when I was seven, and uh, both my parents have dyslexia. So they were very adamant about like you can do anything as long as you put your mind to it. So that's definitely some a phrase that I grew up with. Like my dad told me that, my mom. That. Um, and so I just really, I think my whole life, for just any time. You can, you know, you can do this. You just have to put forth effort. So even if it's extra effort, I'm always willing on going that extra mile to get to the milestone that you know I'm trying to achieve, and that feeds into the tally too, where it's like to my team, like, what do you need from me? How can I help you? How can I help you achieve your goal? Like for instance, we just we hired employee number one um, just a couple months ago, which is really exciting when you get to do that and. Uh, Kaylee does all of our social and some of our marketing for us. And it's every day, like, what do you need? And she's like, I need content. I'm like, all right, I'll go get you content. And anytime I'm doing a hunting event or I'm out by myself or something, I'm sending her things so that she can start posting it and trying to make her job you know, easy and build awareness for us. And so it very much so is, you know, is a team effort with us. We're always reaching out to each other. Each other like, how can we help you go the extra mile?
Very good. Brianna, did you have something you wanted to add? Uh, I was just curious for your company, correct me if I'm wrong, but is it primarily women that you work with on your team? Yes. Yes. So we are uh, a founding a founding <laughs> team of women. Um, and Kaylee is our hire, which obviously is a woman. So it's women owned, operated, funded, so which is kind of big for them. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, girl power. I love it. She's a, you're a strong woman, Raylene. I love it. I love all that you're doing. So if you were going to give advice to your younger self, what would you say? Oh man. I would I would tell I would tell her um, all th things are possible and just keep going and be positive. <laughs> awesome i think that's great i think that's and good don't do, don't do what is it and don't date the guy from the bar <laughs> oh hey that's good yeah don't take the guy from the bar that that's good advice anybody young listening to our podcast definitely don't take the guy from the bar right thank you i love it brianna did you have another question i know we're like kind of tagging the the delays kind of messing things up a little bit yeah no i you know i think I was curious for you, you know, as you're with your son, you know, who's eight, do you feel like he is interested in the hunting as well? Like is, you know, do you, do you bring him along? Yeah. Um, so, so statistics actually show that if um, the mother of the child is actually more prone to want to hunt, he has expressed interest this year where he has asked if I could take him bird hunting, which is kind of a big deal. That's where I started um, around his age is around where I started. It was like seven or eight. Um, and I expressed interest to about doing that. And uh, my dad was like, here's a bird call. This is how you work it. And he taught me how to work the dog. So it's like, oh, fun. I get to make a cool noise and I get to play with the dog. So that really was the psychology of how he, he was like, yeah, I knew you would be hooked if I gave you something to make noise and like you got to play with the dog. So we're using the same techniques with him where it's like, here's a bird call. This is how you work it. This is how you use it. Um, and I personally don't have a hunting dog, but my dad does. So then it's also teaching him how to like give Bella commands and so forth. So he has expressed interest on wanting to get out there. Um, we've got him a Red Rider BB gun. So we're practicing shooting and, you know, with that. And also teaching him um, gun safety, the importance of gun safety. Uh, he already knew pretty much from the beginning since they are in the house, um, but really like how to handle one and what to look for and what to assume all the time. And at any given moment, I'll stop and ask him like, what's the number one rule of gun safety? You know, he'll turn around and be like, assume the gun is always loaded. So it's really just like, you know, repeating those things to him and keeping him engaged. Um, and then anytime we go out, even if it's for clay, just bringing them along. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Raylene, thanks for asking that, Brianna. Raylene, if somebody was, let's say somebody wants to start a new business right now, and I don't know, maybe it's a hunting apparel. We don't want them to compete with you because you're rocking and being awesome. But we all have abundance mindset here, I believe. And so if somebody wanted to go out and start a business right now and start from the ground up, what advice would you lend them? Um, definitely surround yourself. Um, with some mentors that can help you in some areas. If you don't know where to start, uh, 1IE is a great place to start. I will definitely say that. 
go to oneie.org. Um, I think they're starting workshops in Dallas, if I recall right. Yes, they um, are. In a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the best places to go. I learned so much about starting a business there to the point where if someone tells me they're thinking about starting a business, I ask them all these questions and they just look at me like a deer in headlights and I'm like, you should know those things. Um, but it's a, it's great. And not only are, do you get to learn how to put a business together and really understand like what a team is going to be and how to make product if it's going to be product. Um, you get to meet other entrepreneurs and you get to have that bond with them, which is really important. It's really important to yourself with like-minded people. Um, also a great place to start is reading and educating yourself. Um, I started with talking to humans was the first book I read. And then I went on to slam, which is the uh, scaled business model uh, the lean, the lean startup model or it's based off of the Lean Startup model, uh, and then went from there. So um, every week I'm reading a new book or listening to a podcast. I constantly keep myself educated. I'm constantly reaching out to um, mentors. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to reach out if you think that there's someone that can help you. That's always been, I've never been afraid to do that, so I should probably say that I've always been like not a wallflower, and I'm like, hi, I'm so-and-so, and I do this, and it's, it's, it's how I grew my previous career. So I take the approach, you know, this way, but nine times out of 10, someone in your industry is going to want to help you. And that's something that we've learned at the telly. The hunting industry is full with so many people, but if you get, which we have access to the right people, they're so happy to help you and connect you more with the right people. And then the, they want to help you grow. So you would be surprised. Um, just by reaching out to someone in, in the area of your industry that could help you out and get you where you want to go or help you get in front of the person you want to get in front of. Thank you. And, you know, I'm going to say something. I know one IE is going to love this endorsement. We're actually partnering up with them. They're one of our newly acquired partnerships. So thank you for putting a plug in for them. They're going to absolutely love this. And they are great people. Um, Audrey and Justin are both, yes, I've talked to Justin and I work with, I'm working with Audrey right now on some things. And so they are wonderful people. And yes, they are doing an event here in Dallas, January 22nd and 23rd at the Treehouse, I believe in Addison. So they can actually, for our listeners, you can go to our page and the the details for that workshop are in there posted. So thank you for plugging that in, Raylene. You did a great job for us. That was awesome. So, hey, Brianna, do you, know. no, exactly. Brianna, you want to do a few fun questions with her real quick? I think this would be great. Oh, absolutely. Um, so this is very random, but I'm curious if you're a Marvel okay. fan, specifically Hawkeye, since you uh, love the bow. I, I may or may not have a Hawkeye shirt, but I wear it at archery tournaments. Um, <laughs> Tell us you're a Hawkeye fan without telling us you're a Hawkeye fan. There you <laughs> right. go. It's really, it's really cute. It shows like, like an island and then like a bow. And then like the next one is like him swimming and it's all like stick figures. And then the next one is like him standing on the island with the bow. And it's, it was just, I had to get it. <laughs> so awesome. Awesome. All right. So I'm going to ask the music question this time, Brianna. What, um, oh. what's your favorite genre of music i'm curious so i'm a huge 90s alternative grunge girl um there is some country in there um but i grew up on aerosmith guns and roses led zeppelin like 
my parents uh, educated me thoroughly on music. Um, so still to this day, I listen to those things. Aerosmith will always be my favorite band of the whole wide world. Um, and then Matt Nathanson is my favorite just artist. He's really great. He's a folk singer and really pleasant to listen to. I think that, that question, you can find out some really cool things about people. We, we either ask the, what's the first concert you attended or like your favorite star? Cause it's so fun to, you can never really peg what type of music somebody listens to, you know, you'd be just like, there's no way to know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Brianna, would you agree? She's frozen. I agree. <laughs> I love this camera. It's like, I, honestly, we pause. Yeah, Curious. Go ahead. I don't know if you can hear me. Can you hear me right yes, now? Yes, we can hear you. So she said 90s grunge rock or whatever. And I'm thinking like four non blondes. Like, I'm thinking I more. I want to know more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking Nirvana. You want to know more? So Yes, I was like, so we got Nirvana, we got Pearl Jam. Soundgarden. Um, I liked Pearl Jam and uh, Soundgarden. If you get Raylene to move her I know, head I like just a little bit, boat. I have a feeling that there's an Aussie book right behind her. Yeah, are you a... Uh, um, there is. I am Look at that. coming, too. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You've spotted on Chris. <laughs> I actually nice. follow Ozzy. Nice. So, yeah. But I, I stood in line for five hours for that signature. And good for you. Rock star over there. That's so awesome. Very, yeah, very, very happy to meet one of my rock heroes for so sure. Did, um, yeah, Hole, Hole is one of them. And just a few years ago, I met Courtney Love and almost died. I, it was probably the best moment of my life, <laughs> my music life. I was, I tried not to cry. Um, and thanked her for her music and, and um, all the feels for my teenage years and young adulthood. So, so fun. Great. That's awesome. Thanks That's for sharing. Amazing. Brianna, do you have another one? Favorite type of food? I'm Italian. It's Italian food. I can't. Hmm. I can't say anything else. My grandma will beat me over the head with something. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Brianna's Italian too, so she probably agrees with you. Are you? Oh yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. Next to that would probably be Mexican food for sure. But um, I think if I, yeah, if I don't answer with the first one being Italian, I'm going to be in trouble. Well, you said Mexican, so we could be friends because that's my favorite food. My kids would be like, no, we're yeah. not doing Mexican again. I could eat Mexican chips and salsa every day. Like that could just be my diet. You can eat every night with you. Yeah. yeah, chips and salsa. I just go for the chips and salsa. Just leave the salsa and the chips. I don't need anything else. Leave at the table. All right. Well, Raylene, this has been awesome. You have been a great guest. And thank you for sharing all of your awesomeness. Where do we want to send our people to find you if they want to check out your apparel and learn more about you? To check out our apparel, you can go to the Tele Outdoors. It's D-I-T-A-L-E outdoors.com. And you can follow us on all social channels on the Tele Outdoors. Uh, me personally, I'm on Instagram at Artemis Takes Aim. I like that. Art, is that Artemis Takes Aim? No. I love it. <laughs> so awesome. So That's awesome. So cool. 
All right. And we do want to say to our listeners, of course, if you enjoy our podcast, please be sure you give us a rating both on iTunes and Facebook. We can't do this without you. And hit that subscribe button on YouTube. And then I know Brianna's got something. Have a few final, yes, we do have a few final thoughts for you. The first is by reaching for what appears to be impossible, we often actually do the impossible. And that's from Jack Welch. And uh, this last quote today, if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. And that's Ooh. from Maya Angelou. I like that last one. I like both of them. I like the last one. That was really good. Awesome stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. And to, in order to live the extraordinary, you must start. And every start begins with the decision. All right, you guys take care. Be safe and be kind to one another. We will see you next time.